0: talk about the bay area a little bit making his debut as a guest on ft live my friend used to work with him did a game or two a little studio show action back in the day and now good to see him on here hunter pence joining us right now good to see you dude how you doing how's bay area life
1: ah, it's going well man we got some sun today which is nice we had uh some big rain big waves uh but everything's good what's up scott what's up aj kratzy
2: we used to work together too scott okay so it's not just you Oh me yeah, and, me and Hunter Paints used to work together. Where? In Beaten, in the Illadelph. You you remember that Hunter Pence was a Philly?
0: Wow, I do. Yeah, for
2: like a minute, right? Yeah, more than a minute. Uh, yeah, a couple minutes. I got a signed Hunter Pence jersey. So is that I'm right?
1: <laughs> I, I'll I'll never forget that. I think I was just getting into sushi at the time we had that like sushi dinner. But you had, was that your first call up or second call up? I don't know if you remember that
2: or not. No, no, that was yeah, that was my second or third up in new york and we had the rain delay
1: yeah something like that but it was oh. good
2: times man and you
1: you uh you know you didn't get that much opportunity there in philly charlie only played the same guys but man it was awesome to see uh you know you continue to have all the success you had along the way and many postseason starts and clutch hits dude it was awesome watching you do that
2: appreciate that i actually got opportunities once you left so i got i got the play in philly <laughs> oh really i was i, <laughs> I was the issue <laughs> I was taking my advice.
0: (laughs) Hey, Hunter, let's start with the Giants, dude. So we were just talking about them and Bob Melvin was going over, you know, the trouble that he had in San Diego last year. And this is kind of a fresh start in a place where he's familiar, at least with the area and had a lot of success with the A's when they were trying back in the day. So what do you think about the Giants this coming season with Melvin taking over and some of the moves that they've made and hopefully maybe at least one more?
1: Uh, yeah, you, you always hope for one more when you got like Bellinger and Snell out there and Bob, you know, in the year that Snell had worked with him last year. So uh, obviously as a Giants fan, you have, uh, you know, big hopes for for landing someone like that or even a Chapman man that defense and, and the leadership and the heart that he plays with day in and day out is it, it would be very exciting but they this is the Giants are what the Giants always are sneaky good. And uh, I'm gonna be excited to see you know work you know working with Pat Burrell, Matt Williams, Bob Melvin. I haven't. I'll be out there in the middle of March to to get to hang and, and really get a feel for the pace of it. But um, you know Bob Melvin's success; he's been doing it for a long time. It speaks for itself. You know he took the Padres. People forget this, but he took the Padres to the NLCS and and had a heck of a series against the Phillies. Like that easily could have been the run, and then the way they ended last year. But there's a lot of drama with you know. The, when he was in San Diego with the Tati stuff and, um, you know, that was a challenge, but he's, he's tried and true. And, and he's got a great core around him. And I know that this, this giant's team is, is really sneaky. Good. You know, I, I really love Tyro Estrada. I think he's, uh, you know, kind of one of those secret weapons. Uh, Wilmer Flores last year had like an insane year that no one really talks about. So I, I, you know, obviously, you want the offense to do a little bit better than they did last year, but the Jorge Soler addition. So there's a lot actually going on that 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 doesn't seem like that much. It's classic Farhan. He's like sneaky good at at, at putting together these really small deals that work out really good.
2: So are you coming back with Panda?
1: <laughs> Not quite, but I'm very thrilled to to get to see him. Uh, you know, when we he came to like the Murph and Mac uh, or the Murph retirement whenever they were retiring uh, the the long time clubhouse legend you know Mike Murphy, and he was in shape. He's like, I'm making a comeback. He was like not drinking, working out. I was like, I've never seen you look better. So uh, the guy loves baseball. He's still really young. It's sneaky how young he is because uh, he was doing such great things at such a young age. So, I love that question, Kratz. It's going to be awesome to see Pablo out there. He hit the six-run home run, uh, which was really, uh, really spectacular. But he's got the magic. He's got clubhouse leadership. You saw how he was embraced by a lot of his old teammates, man. He brings energy. He brings life. He loves baseball. He's always laughing. He's always getting everyone involved. He's one of the best teammates I've ever had. And uh, he's got some of the best hands and, and greatest bat-to-ball skills that I, I've ever seen.
3: Can you make the team, though? That's what I, I can can he actually I mean, make the team and and if he doesn't, will he be willing to go to AAA to get a shot later in the year?
1: Oh, I, I think he would definitely be willing to go to Triple A. Ba- Pablo loves baseball, man, and, and and he's about you know he he he's about business. He works hard and and he you know he gets after it. and He loves to be at the field, but I do think that there's a chance, you know, in, in the in the scope of Major League Baseball and how things go, I think there's a good chance he can make the team at some point. Do I know if he's going to make it out of spring training? I know that they want to have him around because his knowledge, his energy that he brings, like you know when people like when you have a stale dugout, AJ, it's like. It can be tough. Like, there is never a stale dugout. Like, and, and when when he left the team, you felt that like silence that because he's always laughing. He's always got some antics going on. He's always tapping, you know, bringing everyone together. And, and like, you know, he's coming over to the locker rooms. He's keeping the locker room light. He's like tossing shoes around, doing all sorts of weird, fun stuff. So, like, he makes it fun to be at the clubhouse. He's got a really you know, charismatic personality and he's got great leadership and he works too. He does. He's like the whole package. So uh, as far as like the baseball camaraderie, he is a glue guy. And and I know that the giants really love having him around. I don't think there's a coincidence. coincidence. He's a four-time world series champion.
2: Is this a misunderstanding by fans? Because we have a super chat, super fan chat. Who's a red Sox fan. I'll just go by the name of Jay. He does not see this side of Pablo Sandoval. I play with Pablo in 19. I'll leave my opinion out of it, but he doesn't see this side of Pablo. Is he misunderstood?
1: Well, I will say, you know, when he was young, he had a, there was definitely like some maturing to do. And he, he definitely had some emotional, you know, like sensitivity. He was very emotional. And I, and I mean, even with us and the Giants, when he was really young, he got kind of upset about something here and there. And, uh, but he definitely has changed a lot. Uh, I will say that he's grown up and, and he really, even when he was young and, and really emotionally sensitive, and I, I feel like misunderstood, uh, he had a good heart and he, and he did work hard and he did come with it. Um, but I know that he went through a lot of family drama. I know that he had a lot of people treat him really badly. It steals from him and you just don't know what someone's going through. But, um, you know, feel free to put your opinion in there, but I know who he is today. And and like, I know the work that he's put in and I know, you know, he worked really hard to change that image as he grew up. And he is, he is, you know, everyone gets gets an opportunity to make mistakes and grow from it, but who he is today and, and what he was when I was with him in 20, what he was most of the career was, was, uh, was really, really uh in my opinion, you know, brought more than, more intangibles than people even realize. And even ask, ask you can ask like Bumgarner, is one of the toughest teammates you'll ever have, who he wanted at third base. like He would be like, give me Pablo every day because he got a lot of balls hit on the ground at third base. And, and Pablo gobbles him up, one of the best catch and taggers of all time. I think he got a little eaten up by the media in Boston. And it's stressful. And, and it when he was, like I said, he's he is emotionally sensitive. And, and that kind of can like really rack you because it's a very tough atmosphere to be in. Uh, when you sign that contract and you you haven't done anything for him, um, he was in a tough spot there. And, and but no, I love Pablo and I'll defend him to the grave. He's done a lot for me.
2: I love Pablo. Pablo was my locker locker mate when I, the short six weeks I was in San Fran, and he is exactly what you explained. So should baseball be paying veterans who maybe not are the best players, but they create a clubhouse? environment that Pablo does he comes with I mean this man is dripping sweat pre-game ready to go and he gets the boys going like if you can't get behind that I don't know what you can get behind but baseball's kind of pushed a lot of veterans out even though you know they they bring an intangible to the game
1: yeah I think there's a balance right and I, I think it's an, it's it's kind of case by case and like is Pablo going to be commanding, you know, twenty million a year this year? No, he's not. And is he going to be bringing in crazy amount of wisdom and baseball knowledge and baseball passion? Like you look for those glue guys that 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 find ways to like win World Series, have that experience, uh, been a part of good and bad teams, and and manage. Like I remember when I first came over to the Giants, like we we were off to some tough starts. And he keeps this like, Poppy, we're going to be okay, man. It's going to be all right. Like he keeps like kind of that calm, cool and and always brings confidence and shows up the next day with energy, shows up the next day with energy. I do think that there's a niche for them. Are they, should they be getting 20 million or what they were getting in their prime? No, but you need to have some of these veterans. Remember when Jim Edmonds came back to Cincinnati and you heard Jay Bruce. I, I know people don't remember this, but I was in the division and, uh, And Jay Bruce had like one of the best career years of his life. Jim Edmonds just was telling him what the pitcher was doing, giving him, you know, there's huge nuggets there and intangibles. You need to have some of these guys that are on a lot of winning teams that have that winning experience. Like you look at like, like, I look at like Tory Hunter. I look at like, I never even played with these guys, Johnny Gomes. Everywhere they went, they won. And when they left, that team stopped winning as much. Um, There's something that they do. I I remember one time playing the Braves when Johnny Gomes was on the Braves and I was in Philly. Uh, maybe I was in San Francisco actually I was in San Francisco and we were beating them by like eight runs and you hear him just absolutely lose it in the dugout and like breaking stuff it just go like goes bananas Johnny Gomes and then all of a sudden we actually lose the game we were up eight runs so like there's there's players that just like have that knack I I look at even uh, the manager of the Marlins right now Uh, this dude everywhere he went um, why why am I drawing a blank on his name Skippy Skippy Schumacher. And and then you talk to people that play with him and it's like, he holds you accountable uh, for hustle, for doing things the right way. But also it's like, what is your intention behind getting on someone? And if the intention is for the greatest, the great greatness of the team and you have those leaders, you have to have them. So yes, I think there's a niche for them. And I think that you, yeah, you want to get young, but these young players do need guidance and they do need player guidance because a manager As much as we want to say it, like you can't do all of that. You can't babysit in the big leagues. Like You need your players to also be managers as well with you.
3: Hey, Hunter, obviously you you have an affinity for the Giants. Are they going to make one more big move? I mean, there's still some names out there that would look really nice on this Giants roster, Snell, Montgomery, Chapman. I mean, they would look really nice in the uh, Halloween colors.
1: I mean, I, I feel like every team is going to be saying that, I, and I definitely think that there's definitely a chance that that the Giants are still interested in a lot of those players. And so, do I think they're going to make a move? I hope so. Um, you know, because it, it's always great to bring in one of those one of those caliber talents to an organization and for for a long period of time. Uh, you know, for me, uh, I look at Bellinger and Snell, and and like you know. Bellinger, even when he has his bad years, if you ask me, he plays insane defense, but like I've watched him as a Giants fan, just like always in the clutch. Like he finds a way to be a part of the big wins. Like he finds a way to win. Like when we lost to the Dodgers in 2020 with a year we won hundred, I forget how many, 107 games or something crazy. Uh, and they, the Dodgers won 106. The RBI to win the whole thing was like a ground ball, Through the hole, just roll over ground ball. But the RBI was Bellinger. This dude's like Robin Homers that will change series. He just finds a way to win. He's a winning player. Uh, He's gritty, plays that, and I love defensive players as well. Um, But it was awesome to see his comeback last year with the Cubs. I think he's going to be excellent. He's one of the, he's just that elite talent that's just, Better than when he's at his best, he's better than everybody. He was one of MVP. Uh, I mean, uh, it's it's just th- that kind of talent. Adding that to an organization is, is pretty spectacular. And I'll take you know, like I would talk about you know when when I was playing, Matt Kemp was someone who I played against a lot, and Matt Kemp could be MVP, and then every now and then he'd have like this really bad year, and I was always like kind of mid, you know, I was like solid consistently, but I would prefer to have someone that has the. Uh, ability to be absolutely the best you know yeah you want to trust in consistency but I would rather win the World Series and then be the last place team than be in the middle you never want to be in the middle in Major League Baseball so uh, I think that like you know the talent level and the the ceiling of a Bellinger and a Snell Cy Young winner um, these guys should be really really you know cherished by these organizations it's sad that they don't have uh, a team yet but I hope the Giants are able to bring one of them in AJ what's your thoughts on that Kratz what's your thoughts on that
3: I think they should spend all the money on yeah. everybody. They yeah, spend it. all the money. money. Well, then, what's your
1: thoughts on like, like? because I love this question. It's like, would you rather have someone that's like going to hit 275, 280, drive in 85 uh, every year? Like you can count on that? Or would you rather have someone that could hit 40, drive in 120, but the next year they might hit a buck 80 and drive in 60?
3: I'd rather have the first guy. I'd rather yeah, have the consistency. Consistency. So I, so I, So I know when I show up to the park every day, One, that guy's going to play usually, and two, listen, he's going to give me. You know what? There's nothing wrong with hitting 25 home runs and driving in 85 a year and hitting 270. That's fine, Danny. That's a hell of a career if you can do it, right? Yeah. No, it's it's good. But as opposed to a guy hits 40 and 100, and the next year hits 100, like you're like, wait, what happened to the really good guy we had? Now, you know, I'd rather have the consistent guy.
1: Yeah, well, will see. I, and I, I think that I, I don't think there's a wrong answer here. But the only reason that I would argue and, and one of the things I love the most about getting to play for Bruce Bochy and, and what I learned from him is like everywhere I played before that was like, hey, be conservative, make the safe play, keep the ball in front, don't go too crazy. And as soon as I came over to the Giants, Boach's like message was like, I want risk takers. I'm I don't I want you to be willing to lose it all. I want you to go for it. And I'm kind of hyper aggressive. And and like actually Boach was the one who answered that for me when I asked that. He was like, I want the guy that could do the ceiling thing. Cause like I want either L or nothing. He's kind of a gambler. And that 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 freedom to be willing to take a risk and to play with risk. I, I hear what you're saying though, because like you can count on like if you're signing someone for a long term deal, it's like this is what we got. And that is safe and, and simple, but, like, to do something great, it requires risk-taking.
2: Wait, wait, what did you say? You're kind of a – you're kind of a – you you have energy? You're an energy guy? <laughs> Hunter? Did I say that? What? R- uh, no, I,
1: I think I said I'm, I'm a little bit aggressive. Like, I, I wasn't you're the aggressive? most patient hitter. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't <laughs> the most patient hitter. I wish I was. I wish I was disciplined, but, like, I was swinging, man.
2: That's why you're on here today because neither me nor AJ could take a walk. So, going up there to swing. <laughs> hey, I
1: remember AJ's walk, dude. This and when you did the spin around to beat the Angels uh, and got to first, like, yeah. what? That wasn't that a walk. Was...
3: That was a strikeout.
1: Oh yeah. Well, yeah, oh yeah, was that a strikeout, then?
3: Yeah, yeah, that was a strikeout. <laughs> I still yeah, can't believe. then he drilled me like six times next year and I mean, all hell broke <laughs> loose a couple times but that's a difference you don't have time well, for all you that. gotta yeah you gotta
1: you got scrappy you gotta have that though I love it
3: I appreciate it yeah listen I agree with what you said about risk takers I do and what Bruce Bochy said the only thing about that is like good players take risks too and you have to be aggressive but I just i mean that, since we're talking about you I have to ask the question and I know it's way off topic but I don't really care where the fuck do you get your practice swing from?
1: Chris do you know this answer
3: I mean it was like
1: yeah yeah no the knockdown 7 iron I don't know know what you're doing (laughs) Um, honestly this is super embarrassing AJ but like I actually thought I was taking the same swing I took in the game, and, and <laughs> it's very close, like, very similar. I, very, very. Similar. I swear to God, like everyone just, dude, imagine being a young prospect coming up with like that. Like, like I don't, I don't know how to change it because I don't know why I'm doing it or what's happening. And and what's super weird is that it really mattered to me how it felt. Like I needed it to feel a certain way. So I'd be like spinning myself in a circle, like trying to get the feel so that I felt comfortable up the bat. But I and I didn't know it looked like that, AJ, until I. finally Finally, like in college, I remember they had a camera on me. At, it was at Texas A&M. And I was like, oh, look, I get to see my swing. And I was like, what the hell is that? I'm like, so
2: I, I don't know, man. Mick, do you remember Mick Bilmar, our bullpen coach? Yeah, heck yeah. Mick, Mick was a bullpen coach for the Phillies. And Mick would sit down there and he would go, I don't, I don't think Hunter knows. I don't think Hunter knows what he's doing, because he would swing himself. For everybody who hadn't seen it, he would swing this, like, like basically if you would put, like, a tee on a ball out in front of you, not in front of the plate, in front of you, and he would just chop down and swing at it, and it was <laughs> hellacious. It was vicious. And Mick would always go, hey, if so-and-so is hitting in front of you, like if Chase was hitting in front of you or Howie was hitting in front of you, he goes, if he has a long at-bat, Hunter's belt, his belt buckle <laughs> – would move all the way over to in front of his left hip. He was spinning himself into such a tizzy. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I'm always,
1: like, shuffling the belt buckle. Morse would start <laughs> doing that. He did a double or just do the belt chuckle because he was just sl- like, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I wish I had grace and style, but I didn't. I just uh, that was how I got ready. And, I, and Mick was absolutely right. I did not know. I was locked into getting ready and doing my best I could. It's
3: tough. All right, so – Bill, Mick, Bill Meyer, the guy who jumped in the stands my like first day in the big leagues and tried to fight a fan. One of the great stories I've told on here before. But uh, when he was the Anaheim bullpen catcher. And then second of all, I, you'd probably have no idea about this, but our old uh, advanced scout for the White Sox, Twig Little, who's a Texas guy, he used to call you the crash test dummy. Because he, he's like, everything he does, he looks like he's the, the guy when they hit, you know, they put the guy in the car and he just flops around. Yeah, everything. He was like, he's, that was his nickname for you. So every time we play you guys, He'd be like, all right, the crash test dummy. Here's what he's doing right now. It was great. <laughs> it was like the perfect nickname for you. Because then that, then once you see it, you're like, okay, I see it now. I wish I would have heard that. I would have thrown that on the
1: back of one of my, uh, you know, when they give you the nickname jerseys. I yeah. got to do
3: Captain Underpants one year. But
1: the crash test dummy is a good one. That's a great call.
3: Yeah, it was funny. I mean, he meant it I with, like, it. all the respect in the world. It was so awesome. It was great. It was like, oh, man. All right, you guys got the crash test dummy coming up. Here's what he's doing. You <laughs> have got this practice swing. Hunt,
1: you, right. know, uh, you, you know you know. W- my other theory what I would tell my teammates is I'm like how are they going to know how to pitch me they don't even know what I'm doing you know so that was the way I like played it off it's like what the
2: heck this guy I don't know what to throw him you did, you did okay Hunt alright we're going to talk about teammates what would you say to Anthony Rendon if your locker was right next to him
1: oh man um, it, it, you know like In context, like there's a lot like in context here, but obviously yes, faith and families first, but baseball needs to matter to you. And you need to make that clear that it matters to you and that you're putting in the preparation and that when you sign this contract to come play here, like, let's let him know, like, Hey, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, uh, he's probably feeling the pressure that he hasn't been out there. And he's probably like, you know, maybe talking himself out of that, but it's like, Hey man, I need you to come out as long as you're coming out on the field and you're doing everything to be healthy and you're doing everything to come and win. Let's go. Like I got your back. So I would just try to clarify that. And, and, and honestly, like, do you have any control of of every teammate that you play with? You can just tell them like we're here to win. Let's go. Let's grab you. But like, just make sure you tell the media that you do care about winning, you know, like obviously family and, and, and they, that, that's great that that's number one but you have, you know, you have an obligation here let's and and like we want you on board and we want you to be you know showing the fans that you care about them and you care about this great craft that's brought you so much money and changed your family's life so uh that would just be my thing it's like dude playing this game is it's changed your life. Let's get out here and get, let's get after it. And it doesn't matter what you say to the media or all that. As long as you're getting prepared, which I know Rendon is getting prepared to win. So it, it looks bad, but uh that would be that would be it for me, Kreitz.
0: I like that. I've got one for you on putting your commissioner hat on. So what do you want to do, Hunter? You've always got great ideas. You know, even the time that I got to spend working with you, you always like, oh, we should do this. So, so. Give one or two that have been on your mind recently for everyone to kind of think about whether it's big, small business, on-field related, etc. I mean, the commissioner stepping down in five years, would you take the job?
2: Do
1: it. <laughs> the baseball commissioner? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's not, that's not for me. Um, you know, it, it's tough. They've done some, you know, in Manfred's time, he's done some wild things. I never thought that making the bases bigger would be uh you know, as good as it was. I do think the pitch clock was, was pretty nice. Um, yeah, that's a, that's, like a such an open-ended question, but I've always loved baseball the way it was. So it's hard to like, you're never going to lose me as a fan. Like I enjoy the game. I would, I did enjoy the, the, the pace picked up better more than I thought I would. I was actually really against it and now I'm really for it. Um, but in general, I would definitely not lower the amount of games. I think more games is good, but that's just me. I love to watch the games. I love to, you know, I love to play the games. So uh, when I think about it, I would just, I would think that the marketing part of baseball is like making more doors open for players. Like I think that it was really, really looked down upon um, when I was playing, and I think it's shifting. But like stories sell, and like. Baseball isn't doing the best job of marketing itself, and we need more stories of our greatest players, and we need more shows like this. I I love what y'all are doing here, you know, Kratz and AJ and Scotty, uh, putting this together and talking with old players. I think we need you, you know, and 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 you forget when you're retired how drained you are from the 162 grind plus the like 30 40 games of spring training. When you had an off day, you like wanted to just plug into a wall and recharge, but. To tell your story, you have to show up in the community. You have to be at events. You have to go and do things. And we're seeing it start to happen from our stars. Mookie's starting to get out there, which is really cool. Uh, you know, Freddie Freeman, we saw, what was it, like in the back of a Taylor Swift photo or something. But what Travis Kelsey did and and, and Jason Kelsey have in their podcast. So um, – I think we need more stories. We need the voice of our players out there more. And it's a it's a, it's a a two-sided store, sword because it's a balance to having your energy. And, and you know, like, like we talked about with Rendon, being as prepared as you can to win because that's your obligation when you sign a contract, when you show up to your team is to be – do every little thing you can to be the best player you can to go and chase the dream of winning a World Series to making history for your city, your franchise, your family, your coaches. Everyone's life has changed. If you do that, it's a beautiful blessing. Um, so for me, I want to tell more stories. I want to put more money into, uh, making it easier for the players to tell their stories, but also having, having maybe meetings about like, Hey, you need, it is important that you do show who you are. It is important that you do support your teammates having a camera out there because that is awkward. People get weird around cameras. So it's a weird balance and like, it can, it can definitely catch you with that other side of the sword where, you know, you saw with. You know, I'm not even going to mention it. You saw some things happen in the Super Bowl where the mic'd up moments kind of caught some people.
3: Yeah, for sure. All right, so I thought you were going to, I mean, I agree with everything you just said, but I actually thought you were going to say get rid of John Fisher and keep the A's in Oakland, but uh, thoughts on that?
1: <laughs> um, Man, it's it, It's sad because uh, I really, I, I, I love playing in Oakland and I, I love, I thought the fans were passionate, especially when they were good. Uh, It's weird that, you know, I, I, the, like the stadium sold out. You say, you know, obviously they want a new stadium and, and people, you know, like people all want a new stadium, but when the A's were good – I played in some packed houses there. The energy was insane. Like I thought it was one of the most fun places to play. Was the clubhouse the best clubhouse? No, but like they had the war drums. Like you felt like you were in a high school football game. I got into it with them a couple times in the stands, like in a fun way. Uh, And and they let me have it, man. Like their songs and uh, their signs and the, the passion is great. Uh, Obviously I I am an advocate for having baseball in Oakland and, and I love the, the rivalry between the, the A's and the giants and, uh, it is going to be very sad to see them move to Vegas. So I, I just wish that he could have kept some of the great teams that they had because they had good teams and and it was a fun atmosphere. And a lot of players that played in that little Bob Melvin era and, you know, the Coco Crisp teams and the the ball four coming out to the mosh pit, like there was some great memories and some good times. So um, yeah, for me, it, it, it's sad that they weren't able to keep a lot of those teams together and I don't know the finances of baseball, but the baseball fan in me just wants Baseball in Oakland, I, th- I think their jerseys are some of the coolest jerseys. They've had some of the coolest teams and greatest players, and uh, it's a bit of a, uh, you know, a, a bit of a movement in an edgy team. And so it was always, yeah, it's it's really sad where we're at right now.
0: Yeah, it sucks for the sport. I mean, you know, that's a super passionate fan base. Obviously, if the team is a consistent hundred plus loss, they're not spending on the team. They're raising ticket prices. They're not fixing up the ballpark. Yeah, I mean, you're basically forcing people to stay home and watch. And then still the TV ratings do well. So, Because I'm going to be out there at that Fans Fest this weekend. We're going to do a live show out there. So my question to you as a former Giant and as someone who knows that area super well. How many A's fans will convert to being Giants fans? Because I've put this out there on YouTube. We're going to go over some of the responses later. But I don't think many.
1: I don't think so, man. The A's fans are A's fans, and they don't—they don't, they don't want to be Giants fans. It's, uh, uh, you know, and 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 if you love baseball, you're gonna go watch both. But like, if you're an A's fan, it's it, it's a certain—it's just different, you know. And uh, the Bash Bros and the Ricky Henderson, and uh, it's just an edgy thing. And 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 granted, um, it, it is fun. Both both organizations are great organizations. So I don't I don't think it's gonna be like, oh, now the A's are leaving. I'll just be a Giants fan. I don't feel I I feel like it's a small percentage that will do that um, because, you know, they they kind of have their own rhythm, their own frequency, their own vibe and uh, and and obviously like when they were doing really well they the, the Ace hats were everywhere in San Francisco when I was playing I was like man we got to do better we got to get more Giants hats out here but uh, Giants fans are amazing and and we have a, a really big following and a really beautiful stadium and we're very lucky uh, and we have you know it, it, it it's just it's weird to me not to have the Battle of the bay Uh you know, because that was just such a fun thing and the whole city comes together and, and those rivalries and those stories is what you live to play for. Um, and so it was always fun battling to get your your fans uh, in their gear in the city, rep and proud, because when you play good. The fans like to rep you proud throughout the city, and it's a, it, it becomes a statement. It becomes pop culture uh, to have the SF logo, and and uh, you know, or the Oakland A's logo whenever they're rocking. And it's a it, it is definitely a style and a swag, and they both are really there's a lot of history and a lot of culture with both teams. So uh, it is it, it makes me sick to my stomach a little bit
2: that they're gonna going to be gone. Those teams that you were on made that SF swaggy, and the energy <laughs> that you guys brought made that SF swaggy why are free agents not signing in San Francisco is there a pro- earlier in the offseason there was there was talk that the city was the issue free agents don't want to move there with their families you've you've lived there we've gone out to lunch several times in San you lived in the city I live in the city I'm in the city right now in the middle of yeah. the
1: heart SF proper uh, it I don't know honestly like I, I it's tough to say exactly, but I can imagine if you're a pitcher, you would want to sign here because it is great to pitch as an offensive player. I can see why you wouldn't want to necessarily sign here, especially if you want to have numbers to be like a hall of famer, the last 30 home run guy we've seen here in San Francisco, which hopefully we see one now with Jorge Soler, but the last one was Barry Bonds, and the stadium is tough to hit in. We had Carlos Correa side. He didn't pass the physical. That was the, the first big one, but like, we go for Aaron Judge, who you know wants to be a Yankee. We're offering more money to some people like Shohei Otani Lived in Anaheim, he's moving over to LA. Um, I feel like he he likes the Southern California area. I don't. I don't think we blame nor Cal or, or, or our city. Cause our city is on the up and up that we get media is, is crushing SF and it has been, but the wave the, the city is changing and there's been a lot of things going really well. So uh, I know that our fan base, our stadium is fun. It's packed. It is an awesome place to play. And, you know, I, I, I think having, you know, Bob Melvin and, and when you start winning and really winning like we were we were almost in the playoffs last year and and we didn't have any big signings they played really really well and they fell apart towards the end but when you start winning it becomes easier for players to want to be there so when we get to work and 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 start winning it's going to be easy for team players to want to be like yeah i want because they want to go and you want to win shoya otani wants to win and the dodgers have won the division every year but 2020 for the last i can't even think of how long I think it was 2020 and 2012 were the last two times that anyone other than the Dodgers won the division. It was the Giants for those two years. So for me, if you start winning, players want to come. So let's win.
2: If somebody would know, it'd be you. You're you're in it. All right. So when we played together, this is a real quick one for you. When we played together, you were you were bonkers into tea. I mean, you were the tea man. Like you had tea everywhere. Now, is that is that still tea there? This is coffee. Okay, so, so my over was, under. My over under. <laughs> we're with BetMGM, and BetMGM set the over under at 10 and a half cups of coffee a day. What are we taking, the over or the under? Uh, I would say up under. I would say under now.
1: When I was playing, you had to think that about was, it. Now is good? I <laughs> mean, I have close. a pot. I have a pot. Of, I wake up before my wife, and I, I get a pot of coffee going. I drink the whole pot before we take the dog on a walk to go to a coffee shop to have more coffee. And then but then I said after that, I'm done. It's just a pot of coffee and then maybe an espresso and a, one more cup of coffee. So whatever that is, I don't know. It's like eight cups of coffee. So actually, the 10, 10 is like the window. That's kind of the over under on a daily basis.
2: They're good. At, they're good at setting their over and unders. But I was going to take the over and it feels like feels like because you're questioning it. We're taking the over.
0: All
1: right. I I, I respect it.
2: But I do remember we had all those green teas because it's
1: like that good energy. Uh, Yeah. You know, I I miss I miss it. But some I forget what got me back into coffee. And I've just been but I was trying to get off of coffee. And so I was like on this green tea kick and we had everyone with their little even with their little bought like a massive maker of green tea and everyone was just getting (laughs) lit. And uh, it was fun.
0: Hey, lastly, who is the most like Hunter Pence in the game right now? Or I guess if you don't have an answer on that, cause I'm putting you on the spot, just who's your favorite player to watch or somebody that at least gives you a, a little kickback to what you did.
1: These are great questions. And uh, you know, I think most of the players today are way better than I ever was. So obviously they're all way better than me, but mm-hmm. I, I think a couple people that I'm very excited to see this year, um, you know, like I, I love watching, you know, I, Adolis Garcia, uh, I love Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I think he's going to have an insane year. Tyro Estrada, some of the, you know these guys. They, they go and train with Nicole Gabriel, who I train with, and she is vicious. And I, I I know that Vladdy just did it this year for the first time, so watch out for Vladdy this year. That's my call. I I think you know anyone that hustles, anyone that grinds and has edge and is willing to get dirty and and just like if you play with heart, I love watching you play. Um, that's just kind of what I enjoy. I've never was a swaggy guy. I never, I, I, said, I said that word too much, but I never had like this style. But I like, I just, I, I like like the Darren Erstads, the Jim Tomies, the, you know, I like Fletcher with the A's, uh, the, just hustle and swing and everything. I like Jose Altuve, uh, these dudes that just are gritty, grindy. Kyle Tucker's fun to watch. Uh, dude just hits homers and grabs his belt. It, it's pretty sweet. Uh, you Alvarez, the big tank. Um, these are just a couple that, that that jump off the 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 top of my head. Who do you think is the dirtiest place, the hardest in the game today, Scott?
0: Dirtiest. What do you guys think? Dirtiest. Just
1: not like dirty, like like bad. Like, yeah. Just like, no, I know. Just diving, no, get get diving, uniform get getting Uniformed
0: always just yeah. covered. Just Cratts usually just get who's dish. out
1: there playing like an absolute savage.
0: I liked. I mean, he's not like this, but I liked your Adoli's call just because I, I think now he. Now he's rated because he was a stud in the playoffs, but he's just, like, full of passion. He feels like he's yeah. going to run through a wall for you. But who's a uniform dirty dude?
3: Man, the uniforms are so clean nowadays. It's I, hard. I like well, Cronin the uniforms
0: are Ward. messed up right now. I like Cronin too, to.
1: man. The Crohn zone gets after it.
0: With, y- y'all
1: got nobody. Y'all got nobody that you you, you watch. Him my go, Let's
0: do no, I have one. I mean, Corbin Carroll for me. Like last year, I know oh, a good full one. season, but dude, that's, that's a, a good that's one. their grinder. He's always diving. Obviously, he's he's probably going to steal if he's healthy. Seventy bags this year. Um, so Don bags so,
1: with the fresh legs, baby. Watch out.
0: Exactly. So that's probably my pick off the top of my head. I, some I mean, fans I will think, chime in.
3: I was thinking, you know, Trey Turner always feels that's, like he's doing diving, That's and who I around of. is one for me. Uh, not Acuna. Albies to me is always doing mm-hmm. something.
1: Albies gets after it. Uh, that's a good call too. Respect the East Coast. Think.
0: Yeah, those are some good ones. though. Yeah, what, what's the West Coast?
3: Nobody goes there. Who lives there? <laughs> <even> lives <laughs> the I'm, I'm locked in on all man. the
1: West Coast guys. So uh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> West Coast guys are too cool. They're too cool.
1: Yeah, they they can't be. You, so know, cool. you know what? You know what we would always say, AJ. No, We'd I'm waiting. Tell like, me. Yeah. Hey. You know the the JV plays before the varsity, so we'd sit around uh,
2: watching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that a, is that a Brandon Crawford's quote? No, definitely not. <laughs> no, that,
1: I actually got that. I don't want to. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but I got it from Herstead. Sure. Darren Erstead. You know, in the West Gads, you're 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 watching you're watching the East Coast, you know, the JV warm up before your game. It was always mm. it was fun. It's really hard on the West Coast when you go to the East Coast and play those day games, but it is so nice to sit around watching baseball while you're getting ready for baseball. It's really fun.
0: True. That is true. Yeah, that is true. I didn't think about that. You don't get to do Erstedt, that. I'm gonna have to call Urstead I mean, after uh, this he's...
3: and get on him because
0: he, hmm. Mm, I love. That. Come on, yeah, I love dude. Come, come on, on. You, you know Erste, dude. You, have have it's just a mentality, him. dude.
1: You 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 have to as a as a competitor just have that edge that you're just the best. Did, and that was just that. Did it you, was just, Erste didn't mean it, dude. It's a, it's just I like know, it's I just know. how you get prepped. Did you uh, wait? You
3: played with him in Houston. So that yeah, was, dude. I, he was. Did he, was one he still of my have to tie his shoes? Did he, he have to tie his shoes thirty-seven times before he could put them on? Dude, he'd take him twenty minutes. He'd be like. I'm like Erstad, what in the hell are you doing we would do all gather around program?
1: to watch him do it and he would still do it and he had to eat two yeah. half snickers like it was weird he had all, he was the most superstitious guy i ever played oh, with man. like he had to wear his batting helmet like we were warm up partners and i didn't know how kind of ocd he was uh, you know but we would hit off the tee every day and i was just like yeah we're going to hit in the morning but he wanted it i didn't know this and he wouldn't tell me But it became like a superstition for him with the Astros. And so if I didn't show up at the exact same time every day, he was like panicking. He's like, where are you? And I was just like, (laughs) I'm just grabbing some breakfast. (laughs) And so I realized that like, oh, he needs me to be there exactly on time. And that was pretty cool. Like I I really learned a lot from him. I, I grabbed a helmet one time and like, He's one of the greatest leaders of uh, I've ever played with, like just does the right thing, treats everyone right, says the right thing, um, you know, and he, he obviously has his things and he would laugh about it with us and he would tell us the stories. Um, but one time, like he would never show like his rage. You know how people get mad or whatever, they get out and like things are going rough and you you got to get that anger out and like they'll do it in the dugout where you see it. Hey, Ersted would never let you see this, but one time he went into a back room and he destroyed a batting helmet so bad that I grabbed the helmet and took it home as like an artifact of like this is passion. And like no one would have even known that he got mad. But like I can't believe what he did to that helmet. He's he's crazy.
0: Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, he's and awesome. We got some other, you know, uh uniform dirty guys while you were doing that too. Uh Danceby Swanson, Kratz. You you can throw yours out last, then we'll let him jump. Jonathan India. That's a good one. He makes that Reds team go. That is I like a good it. one.
2: I like That's it, a yeah. Like a poor man's Hunter Pence. Hey, <laughs>
0: watch some more
2: Tyro Estrada. We need some Tyro Estrada.
0: Love. Dude, you keep Dude,
3: bringing him up because gritty. it's his birthday. It's his it's birthday. So birthday? Is that why you keep. Yeah, you keep bringing really? him up. No. Because it's his
1: birthday. It's because I've been watching him since he came up, and I know who he is. And he's quiet. He doesn't. He's not flashy. He gets drilled and shows up. Like, this dude is out there to play 162 games. He's the toughest. Like, you see in his face. You know what those people have in their face? Like, like uh, Jose Ramirez, man, that dude has hitter face, bro. He walks up to the plate like, I'm about to crush you. And so, like, Tyro just has this focus and this, like, hitterish face. And, like, I watch him take 97 off the ribs and come back and hit a walk-off homer. Like, will not back down. Like, least you know, Garcia does kind of the same thing. I, I like the Jonathan India call. So, just – just a little feeler out there, Tyro Estrada. This dude comes with it, and, and he is a grinder, and he wants to be out there, and he wants to play every single day. And so, to me, he's he, just because I have the scope of the Giants, and he and he hasn't like gotten the big, uh, you know, media coverage. Just watch out, he's
2: coming. I love Tyro. Tyro was my teammate in AAA. Next time you see him, go like this. And tell, all right, give him, and tell him it's from me. He'll know exactly where right, He'll give laugh. Him,
1: give, give him a little shooter. All right. You'll, get, I got you'll,
3: you. you'll you'll get a laugh out of him. All right. <laughs> all right, Kratsi.
1: I got you, big fella.
3: And I know why you said Jose Ramirez because you don't want him to punch you. Yeah. Oh come on, dude. He didn't even want to like like
1: that was. I don't think he. I think he was just when you get tagged in the face with a baseball. Like obviously you're gonna be upset, and then someone comes up to you like this, like that that situation. I feel like Jose was just like defending himself.
0: He defended himself well. He was. He was like, <laughs> are he's you like, sure? You want this smoke? Okay. You really want it? Okay. <laughs> One hit and he's done. And hey, TA's in the uh, National League now, so they're separated.
1: Hey, but uh, well, <laughs> Jose Ramirez can hit, man. And like, uh, he just has that hitter face, dude. He he, he his, his body language is probably the best body language of any baseball player I've ever seen. Adi Albies was a great call too, AJ, though. I, I love watching him fly around the bags and get after it.
0: Yeah, it got me pumped, dude. The first spring training games in like 15 minutes. So flip flip that on. Hunter, dude, great to get a little extended time with you and catch up with you, dude. It's been nice to hang and hope you had a good time. Appreciate the love Absolutely. For the show. Hey, thank and y'all
1: for having me on the show. And I love everything y'all are doing. Keep it up. And it's an absolute honor and a privilege to be here on
0: the show. Dude, they love you on here. So thank you. Appreciate you, Hunter. Good to see you. All hope right, y'all. Take care. Soon, all right. Cheers, man.